0: What's up, everybody? This is D'Angelo here from the Unplug Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. I know it has been a hot minute, but we have none other than Courtney Fraser in the building. Say what up?
1: What's up, everybody? Hello. Um, I appreciate you, D'Angelo, for having me, man. I wanted to shout you on that on the intro. I was wondering who is that and who produced that. All right, so uh <laughs>
0: Just to kind of briefly talk about um, the instrumental that you hear. So, this was produced by my barber, Flash the God. And the girl that's singing on it is Linda Luz Tono. I don't know if you know her.
1: No, I don't know her.
0: Yeah, man. She's she's a legend. She's a legend. So, uh, she did some work for me and she did this and yeah. putting this all together. And this is what makes the whole...
1: No, nah, that's, a, that's a vibe. Yeah, man. Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a vibe. So so today we're going to be talking about the court system we're going to talk a little bit about business law in a previous episode i did talk about uh the law in terms of if you have broken the law what you need to do bail systems and stuff like that um but the person that i was interviewing was not a lawyer so that even though they had some insights to it Uh, We're going to go a little bit more in depth in criminal court, uh, another episode, but today we're going to be talking about business law for any of you guys that are out there, anything that has to deal with your business. Uh, If you're self-employed, you have a partnership or a corporation, what to do if you're being sued. But before we get into all of that, I want to hear a word from our sponsor. with Apache Beard. Is your beard not as full as you'd like it to be? Maneuver Men's Grooming offers the beard growth kit that contains our beard roller that is consistent of 540 micro titanium needles. Our beard growth oil contains natural organic ingredients such as rosemary oil, tea tree oil, and many more. And oh, we also have a 180 day money back guarantee if you see no results. Shop now at ManeuverMensGrooming.com and receive 10% off your order using promo code UNPLUGGED. Start your journey now. All right, you already heard it. That's our sponsor today, Maneuver Men's Grooming. And if you are struggling to have a beard, just like the gentleman said, we have the beard growth kit for you. So use the promo code UNPLGD and you will get some money off of it. 180 day guarantee if it doesn't work out your money back all right so let's get right into great.
1: it that's a great uh return policy 180 days yep you, how <laughs> could you not man shout out <laughs> to the maneuver boys i have a few maneuver products at, at my house um and my mentee when we came i'm not sure if you were there uh we met the first time yes. at, the, at the black Men style event yes but then um black Men Style and maneuver had another event i think you were there with the what they were what they were um raffling raffling yeah. off yep. Yeah, yep. yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so I got, yep. things, got I got a few things man got a few things
0: what, what what things do you
1: have um i have the beard oil of course yep. um i have uh the roller i have the brush i have everything that was there to be honest nice. with you, my, mentee nice. won, my mentee won everything but he ended up giving um anything i didn't i didn't buy myself he ended up giving it to me so nice
0: nice nice yeah. all right man that's good man that beard oil is fire so, Hey, which one? Which <laughs> one are you using? B- brown sugar or bay rum? Bay rum. Ah, bay rum. <laughs> do you that have the beard, beard wash too?
1: Say that again. Do you have the beard wash too? No, I didn't get the beard wash. Yo,
0: you got to get the beard wash, man. I think watermelon. Get the beard wash. watermelon. Water. Okay, no, I think didn't, didn't yeah, get the
1: beard wash. That's newer that you guys always had that. Um, uh,
0: that rolled out since January.
1: Okay, no, I haven't seen you guys since then. No, no, no.
0: So you already know you have to use the yeah. promo code to Unplug. Get the beard wash. <laughs> get yeah, the beard wash. Man, for real. Yeah, man. So Mr. Fraser. We're here, we're talking about, we're going to be talking about business law and what it is into business law, but before we get into that, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, my name is Courtney Fraser. Um, I'm a lawyer. Um, I practice here in downtown Brampton. Um, I do criminal law and business law. Uh, Business law is more my, my passion, but... Criminal law is what I was what I was first introduced to, and um, I always feel like people should know their rights, uh, especially our community, because, um, you know, when you don't know your rights, you get taken advantage of or you find yourself in situations that, you know, maybe weren't meant for you. And uh, uh, one of my mentors always told me before there was lawyers, uh, people were just slaves. Like if you got charged with something, you didn't know how to defend yourself. You were just a, you just were turned into a slave. So. Uh, criminal lawyers are always um, needed and appreciated, so uh, that's uh, that's why I'm, I've I always took an interest in criminal law. Um, I started off as a paralegal as a paralegal for a number of years, and uh, and I went to law school in England at Leicester, and uh, here I am today. Um, I have uh, some fabulous partners; they're they're around in the building, um, and they uh, keep me on track. They're senior counsel, so. With their help and their mentorship and their guidance, I'm able to uh, provide services to the community.
0: That's right, and yes, we are recording right here live in the law office. Um, the office of Five Church. Yes, (laughs) yes, indeed, and yes, he is partner. So that's a that's also another thing too. Is like, hey, come on, we we have to give it up for you for that because like, um, you know, to see um, black males, you know, black businessmen you know, stepping up and doing something uh, that they enjoy doing, that they love doing. And, you know, you're doing something that's bigger than yourself. So I got to give you your your props on that as well. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Um, so we're going to get right into the questions. So the first question, you touched a little bit about it in your intro. Uh, so the first question is, what is business law and why is it important to know when getting into business?
1: So, business law is basically the the rules and standards that uh, govern how businesses do uh, business. Like businesses have relationship with other businesses, so business law touches on contracts, uh, touches on um, corporations, uh, touches on if uh, mer- you ever heard of mergers and acquisitions when businesses buy businesses from each other. You, we we were talking about uh, Sobey's just before this and what they did and everything like that. Um, all that falls under business law, um, you know. It's it's important to have business law because when we do business together, um, I need to be able to expect certain performances from you, right? And when things don't go as planned, then someone has to pay for that, right? So if I uh, if I purchase some goods from you that I need, like say Apple, Apple has this MacBook. Apple probably purchased the chip and whatever whatever goes into the MacBook from another company and they expect that company to deliver them on time and deliver them in a certain fashion and quality. Um, And when that doesn't happen, then there has to be remedies and and stuff like that. So uh, business law just governs how businesses uh, um, deal with each other. And also it falls into how businesses deal with their consumers, right? um, a lot of times, if you ever buy something and you look on the back of your receipt, maybe there might be terms and conditions. Or when you go to a website of a business, you might have to press OK that you understand these terms and conditions of using our product or using our website and stuff like that. So business law um, entails so much. Anything, wherever there's a business, there's a law probably that governs that business or that industry and stuff like that. So it's important because even as consumers, even if, you, if you're not a business owner, even as consumers... You want to know that this business that you're buying this from is regulated to sell you this thing. Uh, we, we were talking about beard products. It's important that, um, you know, like there's certain I'm pretty sure there's certain things that you guys don't put in your in, in the ingredients. Right. Because they can cause like certain uh, maybe irritations or reactions by people like you want your products to be safe and stuff like that. And um, business law ensures the consumers can, you know, like uh, just rest assured that, hey, this is not just um, some random person that put together this business that I'm going to put this on my face and then my, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to grow no beard. I'm going to actually lose my, whatever beard I have. Maybe my skin might uh, turn it. Um, my skin might uh, uh, react. I might get a rash, whatever, whatever. It's what makes sure McDonald's doesn't put maybe steel chips into your burger and stuff like that. Right. So uh everything that whenever there's a business involved and consumers there's gonna be business law right so yeah
0: all right thank you for clarifying that um the next thing is um what are some of the things that people forget to do when they set up their business so legal wise
1: oh they forget to do a number of things man first of all the worst is when you have a partner and you don't have like no partnership agreement or something like that right there's you need to like if you're going to if you're going to come up with a business with someone else, you want to have like a, an agreement in place so that we can both know what our roles are, what the expectations of both of us are, how the money's going to be broken down, when the money's going to be broken down, when we both need to get paid, who's bringing what to the business, who's who gets to leave with what, when if we ever dissolve or anything like that. Um, that's one of the major things, having a, um, a partnership agreement, if you come in with partners. Another thing is I always um, I know some people maybe have other opinions, but I like corporations. Um, a corporation allows you to do business a little bit uh, safer. You don't have to worry that if you get sued because a corporation is a separate entity. You don't have to worry that if I get sued, are this, is this person going to come after my my personal bank account or my house or my my my, my savings or stuff like that? Um, someone can only sue a corporation uh, for. Like when they sue the corporation, they don't sue the owners. So if you sue Google, you don't sue whoever owns Google. When you sue Tesla, you don't sue Elon. You just sue Tesla, right? And what they own and stuff like that. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they don't incorporate. They they more likely deal as a sole proprietorship. And then, you know, if you're not on top of that, you, you may run into issues. Especially if your business is like a, a business that um, is vulnerable or is risky. Like say you're I don't know, man. Say you're a general contractor. You um you do work on homes. I mean, if you don't do it well, say you don't do the piping well or something, and uh, or that you don't install this gas stove properly, and this gas stove blows up while this family is is using it. You know, they're gonna they're gonna sue you, right? And they're probably gonna take everything you have, unless you have it like that. But they're probably gonna take everything you have. If you have a corporation, they just sue the corporation. I mean, if there's no money in the corporation, then. What are they really taking, right? I mean, but that's not the only reason why you should open a corporation. There's other reasons. It's good for um, secession planning. Like, for instance, if you have a sole proprietorship and um, I owe you $50,000, knock on wood, but if you die, I don't owe no one that $50,000 no more. That business is dissolved once you die, right? If you have a corporation, um, the shares in your corporation fall to your kids or your wife. So I still owe somebody. The corporation is not just because you pass on the corporation doesn't cease to exist, right? I still owe you. I still owe somebody that money, right? So they can still come after me. Um, also, um, a corporation can have assets, just like we can have assets. A corporation can go get a credit card. A corporation can go own property. A lot of people put their property in their corporation's name. Um, a corporation can have bank accounts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So um, there's many, there's many uh, things that people. Um, neglect when they start a business, but they're not really thinking about that. They're more thinking about, let me just go get started. Let me go make money, right? Um, another thing is make sure the name that you you, um, you start off with is unique. You don't want to start off as a certain name and then another business writes you up a cease and desist and tells you, hey, you're using our name because you didn't do the proper checks to make sure that, hey, no one else had that name and I was only using that name. Um, I can talk about all the things. like I can go on and on not having contracts period No, that's perfect you know what i'm saying
0: it, it's perfect because you kind of answered the third question that i had but mm-hmm. um when i was driving and pulled up here you talked it, 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 i remember seeing on the sign on the door it talks about um notary oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. we do notaries. That, that's that's something I, I don't know about i'm just learning about it now so really?
1: dude nah, no you've had a notary before but you just don't realize it you you've, you've, you've you 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 got
0: to break it down for me you got to break it for you got to so break it down for me
1: a notary is like somebody that's um uh, somebody that's appointed by the the province to be allowed to say, hey, I actually witnessed this. I, I, wit- I Or I, I witnessed this official document, this original document, and I believe this is a true copy. Or if you have to swear to a commission uh, um, or if you have to swear to an affidavit or take a commission or something like that, I can um, listen to you swearing it in, saying that, yeah, you swear that this is true, whatever, whatever. If the notary says it happened, it happened. A notary is kind of like that. They just they just someone that the province or province or people trust to say that yeah this is what it really is, you know whether it be a document or a statement or something like that. You you've had a notary before. Okay, you, I
0: just didn't know I I had it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i Well
1: I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you okay so like instances where if you ever done an affidavit you I know you we and you talked on the phone but I, I won't like obviously the what we talked about but I know you had a notary um or a commissioner. Uh, to help you in certain things right because uh, i know certain procedures that you always need a notary or, com- or commission a commissioner to uh go to do the things that uh what you told me you were you were doing right so yeah they're, they're frequent in the in the legal industry you know
0: okay thank you so much for clearing that up that well, there's other things like I know after this um mm-hmm. I do need to get notarized so yeah. so you brought it no I didn't bring it oh. here I didn't bring it. <laughs> next time though but it, like I, I gotta d- definitely bring it to
1: you yeah it's,
0: this guy's my my future lawyer Well, he's, I appreciate he's, not, it, he's not my lawyer <laughs> but you guys, I mean hey you
1: guys are getting my beard I'm still going through the process I gotta just continue to use the beard oil I gotta start using the you know, I got to start using the, um, the, roller the roller more, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to be more disciplined with the roller. roller we, got,
0: we, got all, we got all the products, and then it's like if you become a member, mm-hmm. um, sidebar, if you become a member with Maneuver, uh, so you get points when you shop, points when you follow us on our different Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, you write us a review, you get all these different points, and that could go towards, like, free shipping or uh, a discount on some products or anything like that so that that's that's just uh for maneuver um
1: i gotta i got waiting for the maneuver merch man i know it's coming one day oh yeah the if, maneuver merch yo know, uh, i mean if, if you're watching this you guys don't know about the maneuver boys when they step out it's like for real for real. you remember i don't know um you came to the the book fair last year summer outside no well you guys were there like even if you guys aren't all there you guys are you guys rep man so when we see you guys out even if one is missing two is missing it's still the maneuver boys man you can't miss them <laughs> very professional guys man
0: and that's how we do it and it's uh, that's how we maneuver through yeah, life
1: yeah and you guys you guys you guys uh, sponsor a lot of events too it, even yes. if they're not even your events I noticed that about you guys you guys We'll sponsor a lot of events that are just good for the community, regardless if it's your guys' event or not. Absolutely. Respect you guys for that.
0: Yeah, we we, we go out for a lot of things. Um, We we make a lot of connections. Um, A few months ago, we were in um, Connecticut uh, for the Barber Expo, the CT Barber Expo. Expo. And um, also, uh, we're going to be doing, um, we're going to make our showcase at... In Detroit, Mm -hmm. Um, so two of us are going to be judges on a panel for a panel of barbers that are cutting hair for a competition. So
1: yeah, yeah, you guys put that connection together from over here.
0: No, we actually met the guys in Connecticut. So what was so interesting is that um, what happened was I saw their posts all the time on Instagram, and I said to Dre, I say, hey Dre, we need to connect with those guys when we were in Connecticut. We had our booth, and then two booths down, we here. didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know. We like they just said like, "Oh yeah, we're here from Detroit. This is the stuff that we do." And I said, "Are you the guys that are doing the Detroit show?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's me." And I'm like, "Wow!" And then we made that connection. Uh, these guys actually came up a few weeks ago. They did an interview with us, and and nice. yeah, so nice. and that was their first time ever in Canada to yeah. to, to actually see what's going on
1: nice they should have came this weekend coming man this weekend this is the weekend to come if you're a tour yeah right? that
0: that's what we were telling them is said they either come like this weekend or the weekend after so we can actually give them like a full tour yeah. of what's going on and especially what's blowing up in the city right now you have all these festivals jerk fest is just around the corner too
1: yeah beer fest was the beer other fest day. we had rib fest. rib fest big
0: uh we had uh the indie all that stuff like that when's, so.
1: when's jerk fest Jerk Fest is, you, you said uh, when? When's Jerk Fest happening Is it this weekend it, uh,
0: It's It's the 5th it's Of the
1: August 5th of August I used to love Jerk Fest Back in the day Yeah
0: man They had <laughs> I don't even want to get into it But they it, It's not just jerk Chicken Jerk pork Jerk beef No 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 Not even vegetarian Everything Everything okay. I, I seen kangaroo, kangaroo and, and alligator <laughs>
1: I never, had, I never had that. I before. never have it. I'm not going to lie. I only mess with the chicken. I don't even eat jerk pork. I used to eat jerk pork when I was younger. But that, it, it was nice, but I had to grow out of it, man. But uh, I love jerk fest.
0: Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, so getting back into it. Um, so now we're talking about, like, we talked about the differences between self employed partnership, corporation, how to legally prepare yourself. But now, say, for example, what can you do is like what is the first thing to do if you're being sued by a customer or another company
1: hire a lawyer that's the first thing you need to do because you only have a few days once you once you get like a statement of claim you only have about 20 days to go ahead and follow the fence right so you, you, like i wouldn't recommend that you play around with that you don't want to be giving up giving up your money over a technicality just because you, you didn't um, meet the timeline right Uh, Because once those 20 days are over, then someone can go and try and receive a default judgment against you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've I've uh, I've even gotten default judgments from my clients because the defense didn't put it in their defense in time. Right. So um, hire a lawyer, especially if the other side has a lawyer. Don't bother trying to self rep yourself. Um, You probably you probably spend 40 hours a week working at somewhere else. Um, To learn everything that goes into law to defend yourself in that short period of time. Um, It may not be feasible for you. I would just say hire a lawyer, Uh, hire a lawyer, hire a paralegal if it's a if it's small claims court. Um, Yeah. Someone that will work for you and advocate on your behalf. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, In a previous episode, um, we talked about in criminal law that. Yes, you can represent yourself, but even the judge can dismiss because you don't have proper legal counsel. As well, well, you
1: can, you can, you can represent yourself. I would never tell someone to represent themselves in criminal law. Don't mm-hmm. play with your your freedom like this. Like you're gonna yeah. now's the time you you want to you want to embark on this. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. don't bother. Uh, even even if you can't afford a lawyer, a lot of times you can get um, legal aid. Right? If you're yeah. facing if you're facing jail time, you'll get a legal aid certificate um take that to a lawyer and there's plenty of great lawyers that take legal aid right um i i i'm around a lot of great lawyers that take legal aid just just because they want to still provide access to justice to the community right mm-hmm. um like your income your your economic uh, status shouldn't affect the quality of legal services that you receive right so um, okay yeah i would say a lawyer man don't self-rep don't self-rep in, in civil law, in criminal law, or in um, uh, family law, right? Oh Those are the things you, you don't really play around with. I mean, yeah. maybe you might self-rep if it's the landlord and tenant. Maybe, yeah, right. Like if you're just arguing with your landlord or something like that, or you're trying to kick a tenant out. But when it, when it's like your liberty or your family at stake, or maybe even your money, you might want to just hire somebody.
0: Okay. Okay, makes sense. Um, so now let's flip it to the other side. So you're not suing, but now you're doing the suing. So what is the way that you can inform a client not to breach a contract? Or, um, you know, if they do, what, how does the legal process work to to get that set up and up and going?
1: Well, I'd re- I, I be telling my clients, hey, just go through with this contract, man. Uh, you agreed to it. Uh, just go through with it because the lawsuit is going to cost you a lot of time. It's going to cost you more money, right? Um, sometimes you might get the client that they don't wanna do business with this person no more, right? And they just wanna back out the deal before it's even done and stuff like that. And um, you're, just trying to, you're just trying to remind them, hey, just re- do you remember why you went into this deal and stuff like that? Um, Cause once you're in, once you're committed to um, an agreement like that, people want you to hold up your end of the bargain, right? We, we talked about the, the the importance of business law. Just It just um, ensures that people are gonna do what they say they're gonna do, right? Um, don't bring lawsuits on yourself. I mean, um, no one goes out willingly looking to get sued, right? Um, you should try and follow up with your commitments and stuff like that, and um, avoid breaches of contract and stuff like that because um, those things can sink your business, um, and they, and they can stress you out. Now you're fighting a lawsuit rather than running your business. yeah I mean, not much business has survived that stuff, yeah,
0: and that also hurts your reputation as well. Yeah, uh, I was told by a mentor. You never want to be the person suing, mm-hmm. like, in the business of suing or being sued just because oh. it's it, it, it hurts your reputation because nobody wants to do business with you.
1: Yeah, you're always in litigation. Like, think about it. If you're in the business of suing, if you're in the business of suing, you, you just better be a lawyer because if you're not a lawyer and you're in the business of suing, you're not running your business. You know, what other business gets paid to be in court and be fighting and stuff like that? That's not a lawyer. There's, I can't think of any. Right. So. Um, as an entrepreneur and a small business owner you want to spend all available hours that you have running your business you don't want to be mixed up in the courts and stuff like that that wastes um that wastes time it wastes energy it wastes re- resources right and as as a business owner you're your business's best asset so you need to be where your business is at not you know um, dragging you know getting dragged through the mud in litigation
0: yeah I I'm glad that we live in a country like Canada where we don't get sued for
1: everything, but I know... Nah, they be suing, man. They really... They be suing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, they be suing. They be suing. I, I, people want to sue for everything. People want to sue for everything. Everything. They well, see just be glad TV. we're not in California. California's the craziest. Yeah. But, I, man, without saying names, I had um, someone last year trying to sue one of my clients for installing a tight ponytail... My client installed a tight ponytail in the girl's head, and the girl said, like, it was giving her headaches and stuff like that. Rather than just, I I don't know why she just didn't take out the ponytail, though. You know? Because girls can take out ponytails, right? She's saying it was too tight, hurt her head, gave her headaches. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. You you would be surprised. She went like 200K for that. 200K for a ponytail? For a ponytail, man. Oh, my goodness. Them headaches, those migraines, I guess. I don't know. It
0: must have been some killer migraine for two hundred
1: k. It might. It might. When I read it, I just thought, why don't you just take out the ponytail? Like, how hard is it to take out the ponytail? I don't. Wanna, I've never had a ponytail, but I'm just thinking. I mean, it's nothing but just some extensions or weave. Like, you just take out the ponytail, no?
0: That's something that you can easily just comb out and and just call a day. But. The ponytail was too tight. Oh my goodness!
1: Man. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's facts. I'm, telling, I'm telling, people. Sue, people sue for anything. People sue wow. for anything. You ever heard of an ambulance chaser? There's lawyers that there's lawyers that be willing to take cases on on a whim just just, just to sue.
0: An ambulance break that more. In, break that more in depth.
1: Well, an ambulance chaser is like a concept that of a lawyer that um, it's a joke. Like a lawyer that will be on like the in the hospital, going from room to room. Oh, were you in an accident? Just sign right here I'll sue I'll sue for you like you know just you want to sue your insurance company I'll sue for you just going around door to door looking for clients like I'll sue for you if you're in an accident right because your insurance company's gonna pay right so that's what the ambulance chaser is a lawyer who's just watching the ambulance come into the hospital and then just signing up all these clients to sue their uh like if they were if they were involved in the accident and then just um suing all these insurance companies and stuff like that yeah there's personal injuries big money man well, I you know I you never been I, In a
0: car accident no thank God Oh, I, I, God, God forbid
1: your your lawyer takes like 30, percent 30, off of you to sue. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Like I've only seen like for a personal injury case with my grandma, she had to fight that for almost 10 years. Like she, she was involved in the accident? Yeah, it was a work related accident. Oh, and
1: WSIB? With WSIB. Oh, and okay, She had okay, to okay. fight that for years. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what company was she working for?
0: She was actually working for the school board. Um, how'd the, you get her? Um, so she was cleaning uh, a window and apparently. Um, the window wasn't secure properly, and it fell, and it did some damage to her arm, mm-hmm. where it made her impossible to work. Okay. And then basically, it, it they got tried to, to give her
1: a little bit of a money.
0: L- a little bit of money. Then there was also like the watching to see if she was doing any kind of yard work.
1: Oh man! Do, do, they, yeah. They put they put those people on you. They just buy on you. You know, yeah, they follow exactly. you around, take pictures of you. Yeah, yeah they do all, all that, that kind
0: of stuff like that. And it was just trying to prove that it's like okay, she's not injured. She's collecting money, and I understand because like um, for the job that I currently work at right now, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people. I'm not naming names, but there are a lot of people who are claiming to be injured and they're not injured.
1: And they go on modified duties. And they go on
0: modified duty on modified duties to collect their paycheck and here i am working you're,
1: the you're, you're you're basically working their shift now you're basically doing exactly. what they're supposed to be doing doing what and, they're
0: supposed to be doing and they're just sitting there on their phone and they get to sleep at work and whatever
1: their doctor told them no heavy lifting no bending all this stuff that normal people do at work why do you it, even, why don't you stay home because you can't do anything it, exactly the, the workplace wants them to still come in to get the check i guess it,
0: exactly and then it's like when we ask them to even do work within those regulations, yeah. then they start uh, cussing, making a fool, and all this stuff. Like, like, like I said, I'm not naming names, but there is like one person in particular.
1: Nah, I think you know much. <laughs> before I was doing law, when yeah. I to put myself through school in law, when I was when, when I did my bachelor's, everything when I went to college, um, I was working at the hospital. I, again, I won't say which hospital in the city, but it's a it's a pretty big hospital in the city. People going modified all the time. I was a housekeeper, so I was like cleaning beds, mopping, cleaning toilets, washrooms, anything. Anything that was dirty was soiled. I cleaned. I picked up everything. People get hurt all the time going modified, and now they just kind of just roam the halls. They can't really do anything. They can't lift bags, nothing like that, because they're on modified. And was I know everything about modified and uh, Wsib. She wasn't part of a union.
0: Uh, she was part of a, uh, a union. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you see the union kind of tries to fight on your behalf but sometimes you have a crap yeah. union so that
0: was the case and then she actually hired a, a proper lawyer which, oh that's which, rare you know yeah because so
1: they, they try and make you they try and like they do whatever they can to make you just use their in-house people yeah yeah. but
0: that's what she ended up doing and actually helped her a lot in the long run yeah um, it, it was costly but it did work because like when she won it, it settled everything and, yeah like there was none of that ever again um but to your grandma yeah man man. she fought these guys exactly people Um,
1: people just a lot of people just accept it because it's like oh the union says you know the union says this so this and just go with it
0: exactly and a lot of things is with unions like unions have both good and bad it's just people would need to understand it's like being in a union or running a union is a business, yes. right? In order for them for them to run, they have to take money off of your check to make them run and do yeah. it, right? And they may say like they can promise these things, but it doesn't always get fulfilled. Um, it's random, but you know who the, you know
1: you know who the first unions were. They were gangsters, like yeah. In, in in America and stuff like that, the first yeah. unions were they were really like gangsters ran the first unions. Yep. Um, and they just collected all the the people there, so that way they had power, you know, within the within the business. And then they also, if you have a union now, it's easier. To, you just tell the union how to vote. Like, yeah. say we're running for like uh, governor, running for president, running for whatever. Say there's an election for whatever. You just tell your whole union this is how we're voting because this guy is going to look out for our union, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um. I, like some of the big unions are like the Teamsters and all that stuff and local yep. this and that yep. whatever yep. The case yep. may be. Yeah, unions run the working class, like the working world. Yeah, very unionized. very
0: hard. And the thing is, is like there's uh, some that are specific for different um, fields. Yeah. So like, if construction construction has one particular like healthcare, the, healthcare, the teachers
1: healthcare. the teachers union is pretty big. I heard it's very very big. Yeah, it
0: covers across the board for all of Ontario, and they
1: own they own some stuff too. They own like I think it's a part of MLSE or something like that. I
0: didn't know anything about yeah, that.
1: Teacher's union is big. Teacher's union is big. Um, man. I was yeah. Like, I there's also
0: one. for like transit operators. So TTC you have the algamated like transit union that covers over all of North America. Yeah. Well, mostly U.S. and Canada. Okay. Where they're all under it. Yeah. unless you're you're running, working for a private transit agency. Yeah. But pretty much every one of them are all public now.
1: Let me tell you how strong yeah. unions are, how powerful unions are look at how Amazon and Apple are trying to fight their employees tooth and nail to not make unions. Like they don't want unions in their, in their business. Um, and they're firing anybody who's even talking about unions, right? That, that, that just shows you how powerful unions can be. Um, and that just shows you how businesses really don't want unions in their business. If they have, if they have a, a a say in it.
0: Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, to that as well. Um, like where i currently work they were trying to push a union like uh it's under like the grocery union
1: There's no union there?
0: No, there's no union there right now. But
1: the workers are trying to push the union.
0: Some of the workers are trying to push it, yeah. uh, but a lot of them are misinformed yeah. about how it works because they think that okay I, they, they they look at it as like oh I feel that I'm not being paid enough oh. so the union's gonna probably push up our salary but that's not a hundred percent true no because you might get paid less it, exactly and then also you have to think about you are you gonna be willing to sacrifice sixty to seventy dollars out of your paycheck yeah for union for, for union dues and then when the union calls a meeting you can't miss a meeting
1: now you gotta be there if you because you, you wanted this.
0: Exactly. Right. So. They can
1: vote on something and then you're like, what?
0: And, and then if they vote to strike, you're not going to work. You're not getting no, paid. No. So. <laughs>
1: no. Because you got to go with what the unions doing Exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and that's just one of the big things that um, people have to look at when it comes to it. It does have pros and cons. They do, for individual cases, yes, they do fight. Um, they have put in work for several different things from people that I know. But. It's not always the case for some of the things because the drawbacks are the the, the meetings, the dues, and then if uh, there's a negotiation involved to salary. Yeah. So um, I previously worked for Purelater. Yeah. Two years ago, and the the top rate was 32 to an hour. Mm-hmm. You could get to top rate in two years, but here's the thing: because of the negotiation that they had with the company. Top rate takes four years now.
1: Mm, yeah, that, that, I mean, because what the, there wasn't a union back when you were there.
0: There was a union, but the thing is, because of what was negotiated, and a yeah, bad deal. and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. And then on top of it too, it's like okay, because the union, most unions, if they're in the same industry, they cover most of the same businesses. So uh, that same union covers over Canada Post. FedEx, UPS, and here's the other thing at UPS from what I've heard from colleagues that I work with at Pure Later that went over to UPS, they get the top rate. Their top rate is 36 an hour, right? Yeah. And then when everybody at Pure Later started hearing that, they're oh, like, that "Hey, they're like, "Hey, how come we're not getting that and we're in the same union?" union. So yeah. it's like, you know, even though it's a different company that's governing, but it's like but these are the these are the things that people have to be well aware of. Because it's like, yeah, you can't, you know, it, you gotta do a lot of research uh, in order to know. And and, and across the board, like, cause, cause we're talking about law, the more that you're educated about it, the more that you can understand it.
1: Exactly. You know your rights. It, it, exactly. You never deal with laws, just knowing your rights. It, yeah. With the, with, the, with the whole, last note on the whole union thing, it's like, um, one thing that people like about unions is job security. So, how many times have you seen this? Someone gets at home. Or get, or you thought they were getting fired. You thought they were being let go. Two weeks later, maybe a couple months later, they're coming. They're back, right? You, it's hard. It's hard when you're when you have a union behind you. It's hard to really be fired because you know the union is fighting for you, or supposed to be fighting for you. So, it may take a little while. You may be at home for a little while, but the union's gonna fight for you, and the union will often get you all the back pay that you would have been paid if you were at work. So. I mean you're not doing that on your own energy your own resources and your knowledge so the union does do that so if you some for some people the union is is great for other people not so much right if you're part-time um and you just come here on your on your off days a week you don't really care so much what the union's doing as much as someone who this is i'm full-time i have two kids i got to support i can't afford to lose my job so i'm going to pay the union to, to make me make sure i'm here right and to negotiate on my behalf so it just depends on where you are in life, what's important to you, if a union's going to um, cater to you or not. Right.
0: Yeah, that's very important. Um, so and like I said, it's it's all about knowledge and knowing certain things and especially when it comes to law. Um, so uh, next topic going in is understanding like how to file properly. So there's this rumor, or it wasn't a rumor. It's a video that's going around, that's viral right now on the internet, where this woman is suing this guy over a bad date. And I ain't never seen her. it. I'll just give you the quick, the, yeah. the kick short, the short uh, summary. So basically, these two people went yeah. on a date, and her opinion, the date was horrible because he didn't do certain things and stuff like that, and. For him, he was just like, I, I don't want to see this person ever get. I don't have that much interest after meeting and seeing her. And uh, she's basically suing him. I think it's for $20,000 for a bad date. And then what makes it worse is that she filed it in the wrong court. Yeah, And they're on a Zoom call and the judge is telling her like, ma'am, I can't do anything because I filed it in the wrong court. Yeah. And she's yelling and cussing off the judge and is America. Yeah, that's in the states and it's yeah. not here but it's like I'm seeing her like cuss off the judge and I'm like, wait, I, I know you don't have courtroom etiquette because any minute where you will say anything to the judge or you have some sort of attitude, the judge can hold you into contempt. Content. yeah right And she's going off and then what so all three the judge and the the, the, the plaintiff and the, uh, the defendant case. were they're all wrong. And I'll tell you why we, each one of them were wrong. Plaintiff was wrong because she filed it in the wrong court. And she was saying that the statement that he made, uh, it didn't match up to what he was saying in court. So she's saying that it's perjury. The judge is saying, no, it's not perjury because it's not done under oath. Yeah. Right. If you say something wrong under oath, then it's, 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 it's perjury. Right. And yeah. he's trying to explain. The judge is trying to explain to her. But the thing is, the judge should have just said, Sorry you need to file in the wrong court, bang the gavel and call it a day. But the thing is talking, huh? He did too to explain much talking, to and explained to her and then that, for that that's that's just as bad because the thing is for him he's advising the plaintiff what to do. Against right? the dude. That's that that's not that's not how it's supposed to work. And then what the dude did as well, he didn't file a motion to dismiss the case. He just thought that, oh, well, the the judge said it's in the wrong court, so he's going to dismiss the case, but he didn't file a motion. So all three of them were wrong. And while she was saying, oh, are we done here getting an attitude? He could have just held her in contempt and just called it a day, but he's still trying to explain to her what perjury was.
1: Yeah. You know, (laughs) know, if he held her in contempt and all that stuff and got her um, arrested, they would have said that he's wrong. They would have said that he's wrong for that. Like, they would have said, oh, he should have had more patience for her or whatever whatever the case may be. You know? Um, When it comes to filing, when it comes to civil claims, uh, we only really have two uh, actual courts that you'll probably file in. If it's a... If what you're suing for is under $35,000, you will go to a small claims court, right? If it's more than $35,000, you will go to just civil court. Uh, it's pretty It's, it's pretty easy. I, I don't know the American system. I know they have all these, I mean, they have all these different regions and districts and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not sure about them, but it's pretty simple here in Ontario. It's, you just look at how much this person owes you. If it's 35000 or less, then you just go to a small claims court. There's a few of them around, um, you know, uh, and if it's over 35, then in civil court, um, you could probably represent yourself in small claims court. The, the procedure is, is, is simple for someone to um, represent themselves. Um, but when you're dealing with bigger numbers, like in the hundreds and thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, you want to have a lawyer there um, to do that for you. But again, filing, she was only doing that because she didn't have a lawyer. So she's, you know, how much she's doing for 20,000?
0: I believe it was twenty thousand or something like I, that. Or ten thousand or twenty thousand. It's in the tens of thousands though.
1: It was that bad. That one hour.
0: Yeah, and she decided to to sue him for that. And like like I said, all three parties were wrong. She filed it to the wrong court. She's arguing with the judge. The judge could have held her in contempt. And then the judge was advising her what to do, yeah. which he shouldn't have. And then that guy didn't file a motion to dismiss the case. Yeah. Because it everything was just invalid. But you know, but it, it all comes down to, like I said, it's education of what the law is, yeah. even though this is an an example here in there in, in the States, but we can take that example up here in Canada. So I know that like when I had to do certain things legally. Um, I didn't want to file it myself, so that's where the whole thing with the notary had to come in. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and now, so,
1: when you you probably had to make like a little statement, it, whether it be a, like, whether it be, it, it was pro- like, you probably had a package, at the end of yeah. the package, somebody had to ask you, is this everything that you swear is true? Yes. That's what, the, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, they yes. probably worked at the courthouse. Yes. Yeah, there's notaries and they're commissioners as well. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. same thing. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know that that was what it was. But, yeah. Um, so, how how i did it was was this it was um what's it called um i had to just show my IDs id because yeah. this is at the time when everything was locked down so i had to show my okay. id's passport all that stuff like that just to verify that i am that
1: person and they ask you you swear this do is you true. swear this
0: do um, is the information of the other party that you are serving is that correct and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i said yes 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 this is the actual address um and because it was a default judgment yeah. because the person acknowledged being served yeah. right but they didn't con- file anything didn't file anything they didn't contest the, yeah. the claim yeah it, it it actually ended up working in my favor a lot quicker than a they lot, would a lot quicker and and it was it, it was a very hard 30 days yeah. it was a very hard 30 days doing it because I was like, you did it by yourself, like you, it, you yeah,
1: you, like you it took you thirty days to prepare it. You're saying no, it, it's just that the, the clause. Weight.
0: The clause in the the case mm-hmm. it's a there's a thirty day window
1: for the other person to reply for the
0: other person to contest it, and they didn't contest it. They yeah. acknowledged that they were served, but they thought that oh, because I'm not contest- contesting it or signing it, but they sent it back to the notary saying that they acknowledged it.
1: Yeah, that's the good thir- enough.
0: The 30 days was just like that. And then they were like, okay, do you want to swear the affidavit? I was like, what are you talking about? Swear the affidavit. It's yeah. like, did did everything go through? Yeah. Did they sign it? No. They just acknowledge. Okay. Yeah.
1: We, we did it all and it was... I'm going to tell you a random story. I had a... I had a <laughs> I, I, I was, I, we were just laughing about this in the office a couple of weeks ago. But I had yeah. a client who... Uh, she wanted to sue her ex for a bad relationship. Um, yeah, distress from the relationship basically. <laughs> Um, it didn't actually go through but I'm not gonna lie i when she was telling me all the things that happened in the relationship I wanted to sue for her I'm not gonna lie I felt like oh man like she should get some money for this like this is this is this is a bad one <laughs> but it never went through so i'm I'm here laughing about um this bad date I'm thinking one date like like y'all went to go eat and it just what like <laughs> his conversation was dry he wasn't funny like what was it like you want to sue for twenty thousand like how much do you make at your job? Like, you want to sue for 20000 for this one-hour, this two-hour date? That's funny, man. She, so, what, what, did, what? are they still in court for that, or do um, you know? Or?
0: So, from what I've heard, is that she's doing the proper filing to start the... She's r- still going. So, she's still going for it. She's doing the, like... Filing it in the right court so she can sue the guy. But the thing is, now that that gentleman knows that he has to file a motion, he's gonna motion. be on it. He's gonna be on it now. And the thing is, also, what makes it worse too is that that's not the first time that they were in court. The first time she filed, she couldn't find his his original address because he moved. So she filed it again, and then it get, ends up going to the wrong court. So I thought it, you were
1: gonna say that he gave her the wrong name on the date. And no, man, it was the, right the wrong.
0: It was it. It it was the right address, but the thing is, that he didn't live there anymore yeah. and he moved to another state.
1: Nah, you have to have all that correct, man. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes with claims, it's hard with the filings and stuff like that. Even the addresses, like even like even after you get a judgment, sometimes it's hard just to enforce the person to pay you. Like it's a, it's hard to, uh, let's say, sometimes you can garnish their wages if you if they if they have a job. Let's say, or you can garnish their bank account. But let's say they don't have a bank account, they don't have a job, like they just get money other ways right it's hard to get that money back from them it's Mm. hard to get that money back from them so yeah when it comes to suing you want to have somebody that um that knows uh your rights and that knows the, the different procedures in um in the procedure so they can help you there's
0: that and then um can you talk a little bit about liens like placing a lien
1: so liens um so a lot of people have, okay, so what a lien is, is it's um, it's me taking a right in your property. So I have an interest in your property. You can't sell this property without me getting paid. Um, the, the most common places you see liens is if you buy a house and then you, like, say you buy an AC system or a furnace and you don't have the money up Most people, they just, they just, um, they pay their furnace uh, monthly or whatever the case may be the furnace company will put a lien on your property so that in the case that you sell your property, you still have to pay them out or something like that. Right. Um, but where you often see liens is construction liens. So say I'm a contractor and I come do work on your house and now you don't want to pay me. I'm going to try and put a construction lien on your house so that you can't sell your house without paying my invoice. Right. Um, so that's what liens are basically are also like, say you, you go get a loan and you use like property as collateral. Um, the person that gives you the loan may want to place liens on certain certain, some of your property to make sure that they get paid. Um, that way you can't run off and sell these things and then they don't get paid. Right. So those are, those are what liens are. How did you know what liens are? People don't really, I've never heard, no one asked me about no liens before. I, I
0: actually, so how I learned about liens is, um, so where I currently live, um, last two, two years ago, so the summer of 2020 yeah the whole place was getting a full renovation clean from top to bottom yeah and there was an issue between the landlord and the contractor, the contractor. So um, <laughs> there was that and also I had a friend of mine she was going through very something very similar where the contractor um, was not holding up their end of the bargain. They paid everything up front and yeah. then they was, they started noticing that there was some things wrong with the basement getting finished okay so no no no
1: no no first of all you never pay your contractor everything all at once exactly even if the contractor asks for that that's against the law Yeah, you're not supposed to pay your contractor everything up front the most you'll pay well first you you pay in milestones of the work being completed and then the most like to finish it off the most you'll pay is maybe 90% when everything is done and then you'll wait a little bit um, to see that. Make sure that there's no um, d- faults in the work that they did. Um, it's called chargebacks or holdbacks. So you'll hold back the last 10%. Mm. Um, sometimes you can hold back more. It depends on what you work out. But you, for sure, you never give them 100%. Yeah. Because um, you want to make sure the the work that they did is not spotty. You want them to. And, and then because the contractor knows that you're holding this last 10% they're gonna like you know when you call them and tell them hey this is still this work is, is still needs to be a little yeah. needs to be done a little bit better like you know they're gonna come back and do that yeah. and so they can get the last 10 percent right yeah because um i mean as you know you never pay 100 percent like they're in it's it's in, yeah you it's in the law that says that you know you hold back the last payment for a certain number of days so you can get the work that they did checked out and then if everything is if everything is straight then you finished off paying them but no you don't get them the whole thing up no, front. That, yeah and but so then that's when they want to put liens on you when when they, exactly. when they think you don't know your rights and stuff like that yeah then they're gonna that's the first thing they're gonna go to exactly start so threatening you oh, yeah i'll put a lien on your house yeah so, mm-hmm. and
0: that and that's the, and so that's what i learned with um so the contractor i became good friends with him and when my friend was going through that situation and she's like, "Oh, this this other contract is not doing well. I need to find somebody new." So I had them talk with each other, and then he started explaining what liens were. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa! I didn't know anything about." It. I was just sat there and I was just listening to the whole phone call, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't know." And then even a guy at my workplace even told me that you can even get liens on your own on a car too. Oh yeah, you can. Buy- yeah. So
1: well, if like let's say you finance a car, right? Um, yeah there's uh, like there's a lien on it you can't sell this car without paying off the dealership especially if you're financing it if you're leasing the car you cannot just go sell this lease car um this this doesn't belong to you It belongs yeah, to the dealership yeah. right so yeah people will put um liens on 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 certain things to make sure that you don't sell these things without compensating them yeah um the worst the worst uh, probably the worst situations with liens is if let's say you're a homeowner I'm a contractor you um you pay me to do some work on your house I subcontract the work to some other guys. You, you've you paid me. You know nothing about these other guys. You don't know that these other guys don't work for me. But yeah. you've paid me. I pay these guys some to do the job. And I tell them, yeah, when, once you're done, I'm going to pay you the rest. Because that's how the game goes in construction. I pay you the rest after the work is done. Yeah. And I say, like, now I don't pay these guys. I don't pay the subcontractors. The subcontractors, don't they don't come after me. They may come after me, but I don't own the property. So I don't really care if there's a lien put on it. They're gonna come and put a lien on you because mm. they did work on your house, right? It's messed up because you probably never even met them. You did business with me, right? But mm. because they did the work or supplied materials to your property, they, um, they're they eligible to put a lien on. They can put a lien on you. They can sue you and put a lien on you. So um, I hate those situations, but I've definitely seen those where the homeowner never even met the subcontractor before. And then now oh. the, the subcontractor is trying to put a lien on their property.
0: Um. I've seen with a case, it, it wasn't so much of, um, so much of, uh, like that, but it, what happened is this woman, she came home to see her roof, like these contractors working on roof when she didn't commission them. Yeah. Did and she live in a
1: condominium? No, him? it
0: was a, it was a single home.
1: You're lying.
0: It was a single home. Is it on it, my roof?
1: Yeah. On the roof.
0: Yeah. And they had, a. um. A dumpster bin there, and they were taking, they are ripping off the shingles, and it was the wrong house.
1: Oh man!
0: And the thing is, it's like because they did all of that, and she's no, like, "They gotta what? fix that." And and it was like the company was saying like, "Oh, you have to pay us to do that because we went up there."
1: But it's like no, it was the fault of the company because no. they went to
0: the wrong address. Yeah, you right? ripped
1: up, you ripped up my home basically. You yeah. want me to pay you to fix my home? Nah, you're gonna get sued. Yeah. That's how you're gonna get sued. So yeah, I mean. That sucks, but like that's mistakes like that happen, and that's why people get sued, man. Like, for real, that's why people get sued just not paying attention or um, just a whole bunch of stuff, man. It sucks, but that's the name of the game,
0: yeah. So, yeah, that and this is the thing with like business law that people need to understand it's like every little thing, like one little mistake, can cost you facts. That, that's just like the biggest thing that I've learned. It's like one little
1: Small mistake. You try to cut a corner right here. Someone yeah. catches it. Stuff like that. Oh, man, I've had, I've had so much. Like even in my lawsuits, I've had like janky promoters. So say like, you're trying to invest some money. You know, I put on you you I put on parties. Yeah, like, give me your money. I'm gonna get this artist to come up here. Whatever, whatever. You give me your money. The artist doesn't come. Now you want your money back. The the party never happened. I take off. Janky promoter, man. I you, you must have heard that term, Jackie Promoter. I basically yep, I I pool everyone's money to put on this event, I take off with the money.
0: Or or I've seen this one. It's like they have a you pay more for a VIP section and you get there and there's no VIP section.
1: What's there? Like it, just It's
0: just the main floor and then that's it. And there was supposed to be like a VIP section.
1: With a gate, with a rope and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it never existed. Janky I mean, promoters, it, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Janky, man. Um, but yeah, people... You have to understand... Okay, understand. It's a cool world, right? People mm-hmm. are gonna. People are, are, are hungry, they're thirsty to make money, to for their, make a living for their families. When I put it to my boy... Uh, recently is with the interest rate rising and everything like that you're deaf and the recession coming you're gonna either you're gonna see more crime taking place or you're gonna see people doing more things for money more more questionable things for money um whether it be uh suing people whether it be stealing from people whether it be whatever the case may be but when there's when there's a restriction on the amount of money that's in the community which is it's a restriction on the uh, the resources that's in the community people are gonna get it however they can right so um, I've been telling people, prepare for like a nasty, whether it's, a, well, the summer's almost done, about a month left in the summer. Prepare for a, a nasty rest of the year. They're going to see some wild stories on the news because um, there's just no money out here. It's a recession, you know? People might get laid off. People are going to resort to desperate things, you know? Um, that's what I predict, though. Rather than when there was COVID and there was CERB. When CERB was bottles were popping, people were in the newest designer, you um, it seemed like an unlimited supply of money grants were flowing everything was going everything was flowing 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 money was just flowing um so you're going to see the difference when the money's not flowing and how people behave and how they react and we'll see man but i i i I guarantee you're going to see um just some strange stories about what people are trying to do for money look at look in america you see the the fake ppp loans like people getting the ppp loans and then getting like a rolls royce with the ppp loans (laughs) Um, you're gonna see, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be nasty out here. I I predict, but yeah.
0: No, I can definitely see that happening. Um, or a lot of scamming. I've seen a lot of scamming going on. Or uh, committing fraud. Uh, one of the biggest ones that I've seen um, because, like, if you work at a company where you're driving a company vehicle, you have a cast card. And um, there was a case where there were some guys who. Took the gas card and then started calling their friends to fill up the gas. And this is when uh, gas was at a dollar
1: eighty. Before Oof. all of this, so got to hustle, man. But, exactly. But doesn't it, the company's gonna see the charges? Like, oh, exactly. So, so
0: what happens is if the if um, they check the vehicle and the vehicle does not have the gas card in it, they mm-hmm. will stop the they'll cancel the card immediately. But by the time they get to that. What, ha- what ends up happening is this. There's probably already 20 charges for from different vehicles because how gas cards work, uh, it's assigned to the vehicle and then it keeps track of the kilometers every time it goes to fill up. So if the numbers aren't adding up to the bill.
1: Uh, they're going to know.
0: They're going to know. So what happens is they have to cancel it completely and start that. But this is a big thing that's been these kind of scammings
1: have been going on and on and on. Man, it, yeah. Y- y- have you heard about the puppies here? Adam?
0: Oh, where you're, you you think that you're getting like a certain breed of
1: exotic uh, you puppy? On, you could try and buy a dog online. Yeah. You think you're getting a dog. Dog never comes. Dog never comes. You, you've already sent your money, but dog never comes.
0: Yeah, and that. Well, that's also another thing too. Is like for you guys that are pet owners out there, and and where you want to become a pet owner, go with a licensed breeder go mm. with a local licensed breeder it, yes it's going to cost you a little bit more but with a licensed breeder so it, especially if you're getting like puppies and stuff like that you can't get them in the first two weeks you have to get in week eight yeah. so they have to get like their first set of shots they have to have all those documents all that stuff like that uh, before they they hand things over the dog has to be chipped etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. and then when it's turned everything's turned over for you then you have to make sure that you're getting like the rest of the shots and all this stuff like that, spade neutering. But people just want what they want and they think that, that that's an easy thing. Um, oh, another scam that's very, very big. Um, it happens a lot on Facebook Marketplace and Kijiji. Somebody will see your ad yeah. and they will, um, they will say, hey, I will pay you X amount for that. And they will send you a fake e-transfer. So they, to you, you think it's like, okay, the, uh, the funds are not in there's something probably wrong, but the only way that you can get that e-transfer is that you have to send out the products, uh, the, whatever you were selling out there yeah and then they, you're expecting to receive the e-transfer at the same time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what you do in that case, what, what, what happens is this. You actually have to contact RCMP, um, the Fraud Prevention Department, let them know the case, and then you will call, like, if you did it through Canada Post, Canada Post will actually stop the shipment. They can't guarantee that they will stop it, but they'll try their best to track and stop the shipment and then circle it back. You know,
1: I've heard something similar like that when you buy a car, like, I I never thought people were falling for this, but, uh, like, you say you put an ad up to buy a car on Kijiji or something like that. Uh, somebody will tell you, yeah, ship it to me. I'll pay for everything. Ship it to me, and then apparently once sh- once you ship it, they ca- they they cancel that credit card or cancel that payment or yeah. something. Some, some, something similar yeah. to what you're yeah. saying. I think. So I've heard it in a, in, a, in a different context before, but yeah, fraud's not going nowhere.
0: Yeah, fraud fraud isn't going anywhere. And then also, I mean, think yeah. people
1: have been more proud than ever to be doing fraud? Like people do. People are like proud to, to like. It,
0: uh, and the sad thing is, like, it it's now become a norm. Scamming and frauding people is now become the norm. Um, they're competing
1: with the drug dealers, now Yeah. Like I went to a party one time, and yeah, like literally, like they're like the the fraud boys, and the drug boys, yeah, have, are you know they're popping bottles. They're competing. The fraud yeah. men are saying, yeah. "Yo, y'all ain't got nothing on us."
0: <laughs> yeah, because it like all they have to do is change their IP address and disappear.
1: Yeah, right? they
0: just keep making profiles. And, and 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 the only thing is, but here's the the, the sad thing about uh, fraud is that it's it's becoming very hard to launder the money. Yeah. Um. Just simply they buy
1: make, items with it. Exactly. They mm-hmm. have to buy items and so sell those items to buy
0: and sell those items in order for them to make a profit to 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 have that cash around. But yeah. the thing is if the bank starts noticing a couple thousand dollars passing through they're going to flag it and be like okay something's happening it must be a fraud or something like that so
1: they don't yo these guys are so smart now they recruit, yeah. before they used to recruit people to go into the bank for them yeah but now they just recruit people to give them their give me your online password give me your, your yeah. online banking password yeah. um and i'll take care of the rest that's what they tell the people yeah. now yeah it's, yeah yep yeah.
0: and and that's what it's it's now become <laughs> Yeah, it it, it it has become that now where it's like, yeah, it you know, fraud. Um, so even back to like when you're talking about like cars and stuff like that. So one of the biggest things like, like I'm learning now in terms of like selling a car in Ontario, mm-hmm. like. The reason why it's better to do it through somebody who has a dealer's license, if you know somebody that has a dealer's license, it's easy to track the vehicle, the vehicle has been stolen.
1: Oh. Stuff yeah. like that. So
0: stuff like with the VIN number, anything that's been changed or modified to the vehicle, um, and stuff like that. Um
1: People will steal some things, man. Yeah. You probably never heard this one, but the but the but a big a big fraud is um real estate fraud. Really? Selling you a property that I don't even own. Hmm you you've um like oh my god it's so i've deep. seen
0: the airbnb scams but i have one's seen. the airbnb one
1: so it's basically they
0: somehow get access to a property okay so say for example like this law it, it was a house mm-hmm. but um but it's a lot office but the thing is somebody had found a way to get access to your door yeah basically copy the key to the door yeah and rented out on airbnb and saying that it was a place and then you come in because you're throwing a party people are throwing a party here and you're wondering like what are you doing in my house
1: i rented this off airbnb that's crazy that one's crazy but even even the real estate um fraud is crazy like like you'll go see the house everything they'll get the they'll have the the like the paperwork looks legit everything and then um You send your money over here uh you know look if you have a good lawyer your lawyer will catch it that and the lawyer will realize your lawyer will do a title search and realize these people aren't even on the title or sometimes like they've impersonated the people who's actually on the title of the property so like everything looks legit and these people will literally take your money and then the the, maybe the family the the real people that own the 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 property maybe they take long trips and, and like on long holidays they come back and new new families inside like, whoa, this is my house. What are you doing here? And like, whoa, I bought this house from whoever, whoever. What? Like, you know, it's a real thing, man. Wherever fraud will exist, wherever just fraud will exist with anything. People bootleg things. People copyright things. People, this is a MacBook Pro. Somewhere, some somewhere, there's someone making a fake MacBook Pro, and they're selling off like a MacBook Pro. I know you've seen the fake iPhones before. Um, I'm sure there's fake Androids and stuff like that. But wherever there is, uh, a, just wherever there is something to be sold, someone will be bootlegging it or trying to steal it, something like that. It's just how this is how the world works, man.
0: Yeah, um, and even to the the thing that you were talking about fraud, I've seen. Um, this is probably a couple of years ago. It's like two, three years ago. This couple. Um, rented a house but then what they ended up doing is renting it to eight other families this was here in Brampton and uh, they rented out to eight other families and then when the owner of the property came in people basically like they they jacked up the entire house so yeah. they, they put dividers in, put drywall in where drywall wasn't, wasn't even there
1: supposed to be they tried it they, that's that's yeah. what you call like subleasing or subletting. Like yeah. you you lease a house and then you you turn around and you sublet it for a little bit more money to make money on on the money that you uh, that you were paying and stuff like that. But eight people, that sounds like a brampton thing, still. Eight different families in the house. That sounds like the, <laughs> the thing you be trying in brampton, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds real. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah, man. Um, I know you touched a little bit on copyright, so we can. Uh, talk a little bit about copyright. Okay. Um, So, um, how does trademark copyright and protecting intellectual property work? So, what's the process for that?
1: Uh, So, basically, if I have a a new invention or if I have a piece of art or a piece of work, maybe literature that is uh, dear to me or important to my business or something like that, um, I can copyright it, which means no one will be able to mimic this or duplicate it for a certain m- number of years um and that's important because if you have um if you have a business idea you don't want you don't want uh, everybody to just come out and and copy the business idea right you want to be you want to feel secure knowing that um hey i'm the only one that does this um it may cost a little a little bit of money to do it but at least you know hey um no one else can duplicate this no one can copy this this is just me right um uh you can copyright a lot of things like uh, i'm just off the top of my head one of the biggest copyrights is like sports sports images and tour like concert tours and stuff like that where like okay the video like if like if you ever try to watch like a bootleg uh stream of like basketball or football they constantly try and shut those down right cuz they have copyrights over this image this is our game you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to um, uh, reproduce the visuals of our game without our permission, stuff like that. But even if you come up with an invention, I had a friend. He um, he was ordering. You know what? Um, just looking at your lighting. You know what a moonlight is. So it's like yeah. So it's like almost like a ring light. Like you, uh, the ladies will use it in the beauty industry, like when they do services on you. So he was selling um, moonlights, stuff like that, and then. Somebody had a copyright um, on this same type of light in America. And because he was selling it on Instagram, they they got his they got his page taken down. They sent they sent Instagram their copyright in America. Remember, he's in Canada, but the Instagram doesn't know where people are. Instagram was just, oh, you got you got um, paperwork. OK, cool. We'll just listen to it. So someone in America sent Instagram. Hey, here's our copyright for this same type of um, product that these guys are selling. Instagram took down my friend's store, took down their their page, everything like that. Whenever they would try and repost, Instagram would just flag it, take it down. Um, he was trying to fight those guys um, in America over it because he's just like, hey, do you have a do you have a copyright here in Canada? Because I'm in Canada selling this. But um, yeah, that's how copyrights work. If you have an invention, um, you wanna you wanna stop other people from using that invention. Um, let's let's go with maneuver what if uh someone else like just steals your guy's name your guy's colors um passing off your products as theirs right you know it's like whoa you can't do this like this is our bread and butter you guys are just you guys just want to plagiarize um what we're doing and stuff like that no you would stop that right like because you put so much time you put so much i can only imagine even to come up with the formula for this and for that like what you guys must have done and then if someone just wants to come jack it like nah um so if you have um if you have a new idea, innovative idea, it it could be work, it could be art. If you just have an idea that is unique, um, look into a copyright, um, because your idea may blow up, right? And what you don't want is your idea blowing up and now you have no protection over it. And someone else can just come and do it better than you do Like not maybe do the product better than you, but do the business better than you have better logistics when it comes to shipping, have better marketing, have, uh, have better sales teams. Um, but they really just stole your product, but they've they've put they've they've added everything else around your product better than you and now they're they're known for this rather than you right um i was talking with my my friends uh a couple months ago you remember those um those t-shirts like detroit versus everybody yes so they start so a company started that detroit versus everybody but you see the you see blank versus everybody everywhere right yeah yeah ain't, ain't nobody owns it you just you could just do it right now manu versus everybody you know they never really Trademarked that saying versus everybody. Um, and uh, speaking of a new copyright, LeBron James' copyright, copy wrote um, the saying shut up and dribble. Remember mm-hmm. when the, Remember when the woman told him to shut up and dribble when he was yeah. complaining and he wasn't complaining but he was talking about um, like the racist uh, statements that somebody had, had spray painted outside of his house yeah. and he was speaking about racism and stuff like that and then the lady from Fox News told him to shut up and dribble. He's now gone and, and 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 trademarked that, right? So mm. that's his saying now. You cannot put that on a T-shirt without paying LeBron James. Mm. If you come out with a music album or a movie, you copyright those things, right? Um, because you don't want no one to steal this. You don't want no one to steal. Imagine if um, uh, what's this guy that the guy that made Star Wars? Come on, one of the biggest movie. Fr- oh, George Lucas. Yeah. Imagine if George Lucas didn't have a copyright on Star Wars. This is like. Star Wars is the biggest movie franchise probably of all time, like the biggest series of movies mm-hmm. of all time. Imagine if somebody else was putting out um, something similar to Star Wars and and getting a better check than George Lucas was, right? Uh, so you want to copyright your things, your, your your works of art, your anything that's creative. You want to go get these things copyrighted because it can blow up, and then you may not even ever get your credit, right? So that's important. No one can use, no one could even use your things without your permission once it's copyrighted. So it takes about sometimes it takes about 24 months, two years to for the application to be approved. But you if you already know you want you're going to copyright this, go ahead and, and, and start the process. And what you'll get is a pending copyright or a pending trademark, which show, which which shows everybody that's trying to copyright something similar that, hey, there's a pending trademark on this um, on this product or on this idea. Uh, it'd be best if you guys change it up a little bit. Right. Because. We're probably going to give these guys their copyright or their trademark. So um, if you have a new and innovative idea, go ahead and copyright it or trademark it, man. It's just what the what what it's what creatives do. Right. And to make sure that no one else steals what they're working on.
0: Nice. Really nice. So my last question. What would be the best piece of advice to anyone that is starting a business? So just like just the basic things, what they need to know. Um, legal wise before going ahead
1: okay so let's do this uh if you're an entrepreneur you got a little you got a you got a business you got an idea i was about to say little business but I, I I should never do that i know entrepreneurs hate when people call their business a little business so I'm sorry but um say you have a new business now let's say you have like a what let's what we, let's say you have a gym a gym like you you're a fitness trainer uh you you provide services whatever whatever so um, what you want to do, first things first, make sure no one else has your name. Um, that's important. I would say incorporate. But if you want to do a sole proprietorship or a partnership, uh, that's on that's on you. Right. Um, you're probably going to then take care of the legal aspects. So, like, if I need a space from my business needs a certain space, I'm going to take care of the leases. I'm going to sign a lease with somebody. What a lease is, uh If for those that don't know, is just. It's the right for you to occupy this space or this pro- property for a certain period of time for for this amount of money under these conditions. Right. You're just borrowing or taking over this property or this space for a certain period of time. You don't own it, but you can conduct your business out of there. So you want to have a good lease contract for some foremost that you want to have a lease that allows you to carry on your business the way it needs to be carried on. Right. Um, just think about and think about this. Whenever you think about a business, like a brick and mortar business, they're under a lease, right? Not many businesses own the building that they're in, like a store like Walmart, Walmart doesn't own the building. Walmart is leasing, leasing this space from whoever owns this plaza or whatever the case may be. One of the biggest real estate companies in the world, and you probably heard this is McDonald's. McDonald's, they do sell food and stuff like that, but what they, what, what their bread and butter is, is real estate, right? Um, so you want to take care of the contracts of the business, whether it be with your landlord, with your employees, with your consumers, with other businesses, like your vendors. Like, say, like, like we, we talked about Apple. Apple wants to make a MacBook. They, they're going to need um, chips. If I'm starting, in, if I'm starting a, a gym, I'm going to need equipment. I'm going to need um, trainers and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to need a space. Um, so I'm going to have contracts with, with different people. I'm going to have a contract uh, a subscription contract with my my consumers, right? My clients. So those are the four things those are the four types of contracts you should be looking off the, uh, looking for off the top. Some businesses are going to need loans because some businesses are really expensive to start up, so you're going to need loans. You're going to get a, le- a loan contract, a loan agreement, and you should look through that. You should know what you're going to have to pay back, what the interest rate is, how often you're going to have to make payments, how long you're going to be making these payments. And um, what can happen if you breach this this loan agreement? Right. So there's really four or five things you should look into when you start a business. Those are the depending on the type of business that you have. You want to look into the the contracts for your lease. You want to look into any loans that you're going to need. You want to look into contracts that you're going to have with employees. If you're going to be hiring employees, contracts that you're for your consumers to understand. And um, oh man, I just forgot one that that I did I say equipment equipment consumers employers loans and leases and for your lease right for your leasing space um so go ahead and do that what i would tell you to do is just if you if you don't want to be bothered with all that uh legal jargon go ahead and hire a lawyer let the lawyer take care of that for you let the lawyer set up your business for you um the lawyer will he would have dealt with a a few businesses where he can properly advise you as to maybe how your business will will um will will go as it as it transcends upwards right and and the, the issues and concerns that you're gonna have going forward um it'd be nice to hire an accountant to help you look over the money side because you know if you're if i'm if i'm a fitness trainer and i'm just always training 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 people i may not know so much about accounting and bookkeeping and stuff like that right to watch over my business per se um so you may want to do that if you're a certain type of business like a restaurant. Um, uh, if you're a barber, I think I believe barbers need it now. You're gonna look into if you need a license or not, right? Um, restaurants need to get uh, licenses from the city. They need to get like their food and safety um, up, up and stuff like that. Liquor license. Liquor license is yeah. big. You can't just have a bar without the liquor license. Stuff like that, right? You want to make sure you're complying with all the regulations so there's no hiccups and you could just run your business, right? So those are the things that you would look out for. Um, if you're getting started and next and next, the next thing I always tell people, my clients, once the legal side is taken care of, go ahead and just market, 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 try and build the business, build the business, build the business. In the first year, you might, you might take a loss. That's fine because, um, I mean, in the first few years, you might take a loss. That's fine. Most businesses don't survive the first few years anyways. That's okay. Um, what I would tell everyone to do is go look for grants, um, grants help with the operating expenses and stuff like that. When it comes to looking for grants, you could you could there's five places you could look. You start off with the federal level, looking at the federal government, seeing if Ottawa's giving money, and then you look for the provincial, see if um, Ontario's giving money, and then you look with um, within your municipality, if you look and see if Toronto or Peel or, or Durham region is going to give you money to have this business here, and then you may look at the private sector, uh, other corporations, bigger corporations that are are giving away money, um, and then. Uh, Oh yeah, if you if you're a part of a BIA, look within your BIA. Your BIA will point you to um, where you can find money. Your BIA stands for business business improvement area, and um, there's a BIA assigned to almost every major part of the city. I know Toronto has over eighty BIAS, and they um, yeah. So like, let's. I'll give you one. Like Eglington West, Little Jamaica. Mm -hmm. They have a BIA. They have. They don't have a great one, but uh, a good BIA would be like uh, Yorkville. Where there's okay. money. Yeah, right? Okay. So that'll be a good BIA. Downtown Toronto might will be a good BIA, right? um BIAs that spend money to, to their job is just to promote all the businesses within this area. Um at Christmas time they decorate the, the streets, they put lights up, they do all kinds of stuff, they host events within your 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 area. Like like Danforth. Danforth would have a BIA and they set up taste of the Danforth probably, you know? Mm. Those are good BIAs. So uh those are the five places to look for grants, you know. Um, I try and i try and promote people to stay away from the the loans uh right away unless their business requires it like if you have a new restaurant restaurants can be expensive uh if you deal with a lot of machinery like you're a contractor you need like you know different different machines um and equipment then okay you may get a loan and stuff like that but uh for the most part you should not be starting this business if you need to go too much into your pocket if it's if it doesn't have to do with education that's another thing right but if you're trying if you have a business idea. It's gonna cost you maybe like 50 grand, 100 grand to get the business started. I mean, from scratch, that's rough, right? It's different if you're buying a business for 50 or 100 grand because they already have a consumer base. But to to buy a business from scratch that costs so much, um, it's very difficult, very difficult. Uh, Good luck with that. But yeah, those are the things that I would say to do start off with the name, incorporate, take care of all these contracts, get the licensing. Once that is up and running and everything is straight on the legal side, go ahead, start marketing, start selling, start making money, keep track of your books. Yeah. All right, man. That's just my opinion, man. I know but that
0: that's perfect because like even when um this all these things that you were talking about, like I had to learn them um for myself when I f yeah. first started my first business.
1: What was your first business?
0: Uh I got into uh customizing watches. That was my, my first ever business.
1: So you would take a watch and customize it or you were selling customized watches?
0: No, I would actually take the watch and customize it.
1: I gotta see this. What like what would you do with it? So
0: I wouldn't do diamonds. Diamonds wasn't really my thing. Nah,
1: diamonds is not worth it to do anyways. It,
0: it, exactly. It would destroy the watch completely. Yeah. So basically I would design a completely new face. I'll put new hands. I might even change, change the, the band. Change the band, change the motor. Um yeah. Where you like, where'd you learn that? Uh, it's not something that you you can just go along it's just something that I was tinkering with and I thought I could turn it into a business so so what happened well it's just that at the time um how things are now going into the digital age and this was at smart the time, watches smart watches I still like
1: th- I still like re- original watches with you know yeah
0: and the thing is like if if i did this back in 1999. Yeah. I probably would have been I'll be a millionaire a like millionaire. Jacob the jeweler. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is this is like you now you're in the mid two thousand tens where it's like, okay smart Smartwatches. watches, you have smartphones now, people yeah. don't wear watches anymore. You
1: could get your hand man, chopped off I, for, I I for a nice watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So what kind of watches? Were you taking fossils and, and upgrading them? Or what were you doing? What More kind? than just fossils. Like,
0: some watches were, like, brightlings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some some of those watches, like...
1: You must have been nice. If people's coming to you with their Breitling, that's, like, uh, the cheapest Breitling, maybe, like, a few hundred. You know what I'm saying? Uh...
0: Just like around like 1,500 uh, around there. There you go. But it was like, yeah, even small things of changing the band and stuff like that. It, and and I always let the customer know is that once the back of that watch is open, it voids the warranty, right? Anytime oh. when you uh, are not an authorized person, even though I know how the mechanics of those watches work. Yeah. It, You can void the warranty because you're not the authorized person to do the servicing to it. But just some people were just like, um, they didn't care. But the thing is, because you're the business that's doing the customization, you have to assume the warranty for it. Just like in cars, um, I, I also worked in the auto industry as well. If you bought a Benz and you had somebody else service it or change any of the parts to it, they have to assume the warranty now because Benz would not take it back. They will not recognize it as their own car. Yeah, I know that. Yeah.
1: But I didn't know like the person that was working on it would go ahead and assume the warranty. Like They have to.
0: If you're doing anything that's mechanical to the, like, changing any of the mechanical components to the car, Yeah, you have to assume the warrant. You have to give a warranty. But you must,
1: that. but to learn how the ins and outs of a watch, like you must have, do you have an engineering background or anything like that?
0: No, it's like tinkering with things. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, and I started off with a few of the watches that I owned and started doing that, and then people started noticing. Yeah. And then that's how it built up from there, um, which there are a few people that still have some of my customized pieces that I made for them and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the name? It was called the Val Watch Co.
1: Yeah, but, you know, this is what I love. This yeah. is I love entrepreneurial spirits. Like, yeah. like, yo, you didn't have your own brand of watches, but, yo, bring me your watch. I'm going to soup it up, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just like with anything. Like, you remember people um customizing shoes. Like, you bring them at Air yeah. Force or you bring them J's. They changed the whole thing of it. Yeah. And then it got to a point where the culture just cut on so much that now these brands start selling their, their Air Forces, in, like, with these designs on them yeah. or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man, I wish I, you you still have pictures of the watches? I got
0: Yeah, I, I still have a, a few out there. Um I got to I got to figure out where they are on my phone, but Yeah, that's a part of your yeah. entrepreneurial story, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It, well, we could go all day about about that, man. You're and a serial that, entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm a serial entrepreneur okay. or, or it's just like or the street term hustler, um mm-hmm. because uh, I was always a type of person, if somebody wasn't going to hand me something, gonna I'm going to do it myself and figure, out a, figure out a way. And that, that's just one of the biggest components too, is that like, um, when I was in high school, I went to a boarding high school and at the time my mom was working three jobs to send me to that school.
1: In Canada Yeah,
0: yeah here in Canada. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and my mom was a single mom at the time. Mm-hmm. So... Like the thing is it's like me asking my mom for money like no she's like, already busting her She's already busting her know, back yeah Busting her back to to make sure that I'm good, my brother's good. My brother was stay stay with my mom cuz he's much younger but um you know, asking like my folks for money was like to me it was like a no no even though they were willing to give it but I just like I couldn't pride myself on that. I was just like, okay, let me figure out how to have work ethic. So my first ever way of learning how to hustle was actually learning how to cut hair so uh-huh, okay. yeah, yeah so at the school they had this little room which had a barber chair and three big mirrors and i wasn't the best but i learned i started giving three free haircuts learned how to line up people and then it got to the point where instead of me charging five dollars a haircut i was charging 15 a haircut yeah and that's how i learned my skills other things that i would do because the, the school that i went to uh it was a christian school so when we went to church we had to dress up and and wear a suit and tie and stuff like that, and everything had to be pressed nice. Not everybody knew how to use an iron, so I would charge people to iron their shirt and pants, polish their shoes. Some guys that even, no, that's I, hustling. That, that, <laughs>
1: that, you shining shoes and ironing clothes like that's that's yeah. that's for sure hustling. The watches, I just think like that's like you're just getting your your creativity with your engineering yeah, on and stuff yeah. like that, and people want these these customized pieces, ones that look like yeah. nothing else, right? Uh, yeah. the the haircuts and the pressing, yeah, of course you guys, you um, that's crazy, man. You've been hustling, yeah.
0: and yeah, so there's that, and also This is thing. high school, right? This is high school, yeah. and then um, when I was getting into college and and university and stuff like that, so I was always a person that wanted something that was different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me. Like I I stopped wearing a lot of major brands, yeah. because I was like, okay what it represents it doesn't represent me so what i started doing was started wearing a lot of black yeah so you, you see me my car is black everything's black all that i just want to be different from everybody else yeah even if i do buy clothes from a particular brand yeah the first thing that i'm going to do is chop it up and do something different oh, about real. it i even have a pair of uh air force ones that they're not the they're not their utility these are like the, the um, I can't remember what they are called, but they're the sneaker boot. It's the ACGs. The, no, 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 not mm-hmm. ACGs. No, no, no. It's an Air Force one, mm-hmm. and it basically has the nylon meshing that goes all the way up your leg. It's a sneaker boot.
1: I ain't never heard it, that. Before. I got. I got to show it. I got to show
0: <laughs> you. It's. It, I can't remember what exactly it's called. So I saw them at
1: Winners. Yeah. And. And i saw them shout out win- winners man if winners winners yeah. listen if you ever if you if you're a toronto if you're a toronto man you grew up in you grew up in the city though
0: i'm from ottawa but i lived in toronto more than i lived in ottawa all right so yeah. if you're from the gta yeah
1: and you was on a budget and trying to get fresh and you're in high school winners was definitely a place where you made a stop. exactly yeah, yeah yeah i found
0: jordan's there i yeah, found yeah, yeah. winners
1: got some fines man yeah mm-hmm. but it's
0: like it you have to go to the right one so The one that I saw was... Yeah, um, who knows that? The one that I went to, so uh, Dixie Outlet Mall uh, in in Mississauga, is known for the Nike outlet store. And you could find good deals at the outlet store, but I didn't see anything that I wanted at the outlet store. So I ended up going into the Winners, and then I saw these pair of shoes, and I said, okay, they're not my color, but there's something that I can do about it. And um, what I did is it was army green with black, I basically painted all that army green nylon black, or yeah. it's like a, a gunmetal gray. And then I bought some, uh, tactical belts, cut them, singed them, made it look like it was all part of the shoe, put some tags on it, all that stuff. Like, so I did like, a uh, what's his name? Um, that passed away designer that passed away. Virgil. Virgil. Yeah. So I did oh, a Virgil wow. app on the shoes yeah. and just had it completely different because I just wanted to have something that was different from everybody else even down to my jackets my shirts I had a, a winter jacket that I've had for the last 12 years it's not Canada Goose it's not it's not one of those like high end brands but I've kept it in good condition yeah so the the jacket it came with a regular fur but what I ended up doing was I went to Salvation Army yeah. I found a woman's coat with a black fur yeah. Because I wanted my jacket to have a black fur.
1: Wait, like you just zipped... Don't tell me you just zipped it off. Is it, is it you just zipped off? Like, you know how on the on the jackets you could just zip off the fur? That's what well, you did? Well,
0: this one, the, the the one that I found on this woman's coat, because it was a wool coat with a black fur on it. Mm-hmm. I bought the fur and then... Well, I bought the jacket. I took off the fur, returned the jacket. Yeah. Got, I bought a pants from from there. But what I wanted to do is... I wanted to change the jacket to something different so I got rid of the other fur because the thing is when snow touches the fur if you don't take care of the fur properly like comb it out all the time mm-hmm. it's gonna get mangly and crinkly it's black it looks disgusting right yeah. so I attached the black fur yeah. I figured a way to pin in the black fur to the hood yeah. so it looks like it's part of the jacket and then no one could tell nobody could tell and then all of the 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 logos on it, they're all blacked out because there was never a blacked out version of the jacket. And then I went to Zara and I bought all these um, uh, clip bags and all that stuff like that and attached it to the jacket. So I was at church one time and I'm wearing it and I'm wearing um, these... uh, like it was like a military tactical uh pocket pants. At church? Yeah, but it was a it was a stormy winter that day. Yeah. I had that and then I had some A C G styled shoes, but they're not
1: ACG. Okay, okay.
0: Right? And then this one guy's like, Where did you get that jacket? And I said, Bro, I made it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: that's the best compliment, isn't it? Yeah. As man. a as a creator, like People are like, yo, where did you get that? Where did you yeah. find that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they started naming off brands. Yo, is that such and such, such and such?
0: And exactly. And I, I don't want to be as, uh, uh, associated with a brand. Because when you're associated with a brand... That's, that's not your own. That's not your own and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like that. Or you're, you're assumed to be a certain type of person. I've always that's... been a person that's different. Even how you, you've heard everything from the intro in the podcast. Yeah. Right? I was like, okay, every other podcast I listen to, they have their own song. But what can I have that's unique? And that's how I had the whole thing commissioned that the way that it is yeah, that yeah. you're here.
1: Like it says your your name. It says, it says the, my name. Yeah. It says
0: the whole podcast and stuff like that. I've always been a person who wanted to be different. And especially for uh, those that are entrepreneurs, you know, those that are going in for business for yourself. You have to understand, like, it's, it's weird. It, it, it's going to sound very weird how I say it. You have to understand the market that you're going into, even though you may be doing something similar to somebody else, but yeah. still at the same thing at the same time. You could change you, it up a little you, bit. You have to be a little bit different. You don't want to put yourself too niche, yeah. But you have to do something different that it catches people's attention.
1: That you're in that market, yeah. You know what I mean.
0: Facts. And 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 the thing is, it's like you can go to all these different stores and they can sell the same product but it's like why are you going to this store and paying more for it yeah right but it's just something particular with the experience with that store says to you like oh well i want to buy from here i don't and that's the thing with me for anything i want to have that experience when i'm meeting with people it's different from anybody else
1: yeah right i like that spirit yeah i like that that spirit that's real entrepreneur spirit and that's that's why I kinda like that's why I enjoy business law so much. I just love hearing the ideas. I love hearing like what went into you wanting to do all that. Just from you thinking I wanna be different, I wanna have these different watches, I wanna have these different shoes, I wanna have these different jackets, I don't want no one else to have these things. Yep. I don't wanna pay these monies I don't wanna pay all this money and, and have things that other people have. Um, I'm gonna do it myself. And I think exactly. that's um entrepreneurs entre- entrepreneurs are just are just different, built different, man. So yep. you gotta love them, man
0: exactly and and um, um so another thing to add to that as well it's like I don't like being put into a mold or a cookie cutter mm-hmm. and that, that that's one of the biggest things for me I don't like uh, being in that mold
1: has that ever happened to you before like yeah yeah? yeah it like has from, from a brand like from something you bought
0: um not from a brand as something that I bought but like for a business that I work for, I worked for yeah because um, i've been there for x amount of time and the thing is in a good way because i was great at customer service yeah where people who knew me right off the street it's like hey can i do this can i book an appointment with you all that stuff like that but i said hey like i don't work there anymore and it 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 in in um the movie industry they call it typecasting right so you're That's assumed to, yeah. you're, you're assumed to be a certain someone because of the brand or the way that you portrayed yourself under this, this brand or business or, um, or you were acting a certain way if you were doing acting or whatever. I don't like that um, simply because like, then you just know me for that thing. Yeah. And like, like I said, I was at that business for three years and it was three years after the three years that people still thought I worked there. Yeah. And I was like, I've grown and changed and developed since I left. Yeah, you know
1: it wasn't a bad place though. It
0: it it wasn't a bad place, but it just it kind of hurt me a little bit because I was like, can I ask?
1: What are you are you? you, I don't. You don't have to say the you don't have to say the company's name if you don't want to. But no, no, no. Well, like what like what were you doing?
0: Well, it it was basically I was in the the um, the grooming industry. Yeah. Right. And like, obviously, like people who know me, I do talk about a lot of stuff that pertains under grooming, but I don't want to be just assumed as this person from this company. Yeah. Right. Because more to to you than there's more to me than that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just like for some people who are just meeting me now, they're like, wait, you used to do that. Right, and I said yeah and then they, Can't they, wait they, till we get off they, this they, <laughs> they, their whole mind expands but it's like yeah. the thing is people who knew me before they only just assume as that yeah. and and that's that's just something that you know
1: yeah yeah man I mean yeah but yeah people people they, they people want easy and what's easy is to say that you're this way because you work here or you wear this whatever i I strongly believe people buy into brands almost like if I like People like, let's say, for instance, uh, OVO. I buy into OVO, yeah. I'm OVO now. Mm-hmm. I'm OVO now, yeah. You know, like it's you buy into brands, um, to feel a certain way, like, yeah, I support this kind of thing, like, you yeah. Know?
0: And 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 that's the thing, too. Like, I it's nothing wrong with that, is because, like, you know, a lot of people buy this stuff because of what it affords them, the kind of um, the awe and the excitement, yeah. and, and how people look at them. But it doesn't work for anybody. It doesn't work for everybody. It certainly doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because, like, once I took a step back where I was just like, hey, certain shirts I wear, they can't have logos on it because people are going to assume a certain thing about me. Or, you know, th- there's that. And then also another thing, too, like, as of recently, um, over the last three years, yeah, I don't buy too much into the... Um, the expensive stuff. I'd rather go to a boutique to have it custom made.
1: And have something that you know no one's gonna have. Exactly. I, yo, I there's a certain store that I shop at. Yeah. Like certain stores I shop at, um I don't even like like yeah, I don't I don't I don't like I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars or something and, and then you go somewhere and everyone has it on.
0: Exactly. Like my suits That's stupid to my, me. My
1: my suits custom. Yeah, that's it, stupid to me. You know,
0: and and then also another thing too is like I learned something from people that, um, have acquired a certain amount of wealth Mm -hmm. where they, the way that they dress, like, um, a particular experience that I had, I was working at the same time I was doing my watch business. I also was very familiar with the luxury watch and jewelry industry Mm -hmm. very well. And I remember seeing a gentleman who was dressed down in a store, they had to close the store. And this guy pulls out seventy thousand dollars. Mm. That's the first time I've ever seen like that amount of cash. Mm. These this guy's just counting out the hundred dollar bills like that, like just. And I was like, "Whoa! Like I've never." Is it seen a watch spot? This is a watch. It, this spot? Is, was this was a uh, a jewelry store, mm-hmm. a high end jewelry. I can't name their name just because. Like,
1: it, send it, it, the check first. If you it, send the check, and you and you and you get a, yeah. a sponsorship on the show. Then maybe we yeah. can say your name.
0: Yeah, there's there's that too, and also because they've had some instances where um, their store has been robbed. Yeah. So I don't want to mention their names, and then somebody's listening on the podcast, and then yeah. they have their but. Um, the individual brought out seventy thousand dollars cash, bought the watch, kept it hidden, and I was like, "Why would he do that?" Why do you think? If, you know, and I wasn't. And then they pulled me aside and they said, "Well, the reason why he does that is because like he's trying to protect himself." Yeah, right. And uh, a lot of people that are, you know, what they do to protect their assets, they invest in um, preventative measures of how to protect themselves. I learned this from another financial mentor. He said, before you grow your assets, you got to protect them. Yeah. And it's our, right. it's gone as far as seeing like how far that some people will go to protect themselves. So if that means dressing down, driving like a regular car, all that stuff like that. There's certain way that they carry themselves in certain spaces. Um, it's uh, like, so another thing that I learned over the, the pandemic is getting into bulletproof vehicles. Mm-hmm. And you would see a bulletproof vehicle and wouldn't know that it's bulletproof.
1: Only when like, you touch the door and you see the door is so heavy, like
0: Yeah, or that, or if you notice the thickness of the glass. Yeah. But to the untrained eye, you would never know. No. So there was this other particular company I, I was just interested, I just wanted to get a quote. They mm-hmm. quoted me 120000 hundred and twenty thousand for a Chevy Suburban. Uh, ballistics level four so that can stop the the
1: suburban is nice though it's nice it's a nice truck so it people don't even drive that like that people don't
0: drive it like that uh but um they have navigators they have the the new lexus suv and stuff like that so he said uh the ballistics level can stop anything up to a 45 cal you don't have to worry about snipers in canada and stuff like that yeah but that's when I realized like people will invest in the asset and their biggest assets is themselves themselves, and their family, right? So they want to make sure that they're protecting themselves because if they're going to a meeting or they're going to do this and that, they have to make sure that they're, they are protected. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's like, especially now, like, you know, we're talking about law. We're talking about the ways of uh, protecting the business, protecting the assets, what can be legally done on paper or legal representation to protect themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And th- these are like big things that people do need to know. Yeah, right? you know
1: the dressing down and everything like that. Yeah, that's like you just don't want to be. A, sorry, you just want to be someone's target, right? Yeah. You walk out that store, you walk out with a box, a flashy watch on. Uh, someone's watching that. Someone the, the assets that you have, someone lost them for you to get them. Yeah, you have to remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so and there's people that all date. They crime is their, their, their everything. They're their yeah. bread and butter. So they're what they're they're casing this place. And you know what these guys are doing now? They're putting air tags on things. Mm-hmm. So uh air tags on your car. Yeah. So, to, to, if you have a nice car, I'm putting air tags on it. I'm coming. I'm following. I'm. I'm gonna see where you live. Oh yes. I've. I've oh, I'm. This is. This is. You look like I yeah. come up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, now nah, if you have that type of wealth, you don't want to be a target, right? Because yeah. you know someone's looking for it if you have it for sure.
0: yeah so and that's why like a lot of them are now you know dressing down, driving regular cars they'll meet at with certain people at certain times, certain places, um, even down to like living quarters if they won't dress it up too too much or get state-of-the-art security. There's also now, like, what's very big now, because before it was just antivirus on computers and stuff like that. Now it's like you have to have all... Uh, a lot of cyber security for everything like two that. stage encryption <laughs> all that stuff like that uh, even yeah. down to your phone um, because of like certain things like people buy certain brands of phones that are not available to the general public to encrypt stuff
1: oh like uh, yeah, yeah yeah, encrypted phones satellite phones yeah. uh, phones that take two sim cards yeah. uh
0: yeah. Even down Breiner to burner like, phones, and a, like if you're a person who's an investor as well, like if you're investing in Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, they will get a ledger. Oh, of course, yeah, you know, this like,
1: looks almost like a ledger. This light, yeah, I yeah this was it, a ledger because it, it, it lit up, yeah. Uh, so, but it's a UB, it's a hub, it's a USB
0: hub, yeah. So, like, people get like ledgers and yeah. stuff like that to, to protect their, their making stuff. sure their crypto is safe, make sure everything's safe. So, it's like you know, we're in the day and age where like you can get. You Don't even need to get killed to take what you have, like, people can just be on the other side of the world and just rip it from you.
1: I rob you online, yeah. It doesn't even matter if you put that information online or if your bank put it online. I can, I can hack into your bank, I can get that stuff through your bank, yeah. I can hack into your doctor's um, your doctor's office and get your records from your doctor and get your date of birth, your address, yeah. Get a bunch of stuff. I could think people can use a bunch. Yep. come on CRA was getting hacked for all that served they said "Yeah, you know what I'm saying like yeah, this is like, a like, this is a federal government that, institution
0: and then there's other things like um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist but like there's ways to like you know they will listen in through phones and stuff like that so like oh, I did oh definitely Wait, did. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on you don't have to be
1: a conspiracy hold on <laughs> <laughs> definitely
0: yeah so there's listed, div- yeah. yeah, there's devices where I did research on that can actually close out signals and stuff like jam signals and stuff like You've that. You've heard
1: of a stingray? Yeah. You, I know you heard of that. Okay, yeah, so, so no. there's
0: different types of, like, I did a lot of research on it because I was like, okay, if I make a certain amount of money, you know, um, I know for the president of the United States, so in his motorcade, he has a vehicle that actually jams signals. So if somebody's trying to set a, a threat to the president, they can actually jam the signal, intercept it, figure out where it is. But there is actually devices where you can actually buy um, for yourself to actually jam um, cell phone signals, internet signals, and stuff like that. If there, if you don't want those in in uh, in your office, workplace, or at home,
1: I didn't even know that. Yep. So like, so like in the Motorcade, like. Um, so if you if I'm if I'm driving now, your phone won't work. If I'm driving past you, your certain, phone certain
0: certain carriers won't uh, work. Yeah. Uh, because they use like a specific uh, off signal carrier. Yeah, but um, yeah, it could jam up a lot of signals in there. You can't tell what vehicle it is yeah. because it's very subtle. Yeah, but uh, a lot of um, it's not even just the president of the United States. It's also like a lot of wealthy people that they invest in that kind of stuff, like radar jamming. Why
1: not, man?
0: Um, a, a lot of that stuff like that because they need to protect their assets and stuff like that. Um, I've seen, um,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I, so I went to school in the UK. I told you, um, the UK, you, you'll see flats that cost like 100 million pounds, right? Yeah. People have panic rooms. Yeah. Like, so that way, if you get in here, I could, I'll just lock myself in this room yep. until the feds come or something like that. Yeah.
0: So yeah, there's that panic room safes. Yeah, um, in Canada, it's a little bit different in terms of firearms. Um, yeah, you, can't, you, you can't. Know, Firearms you can't. aren't
1: there to do what you think they're there to do. Exactly,
0: for. but in like certain places in the U.S., like you know, you have stand your ground law, trespassing, all that stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all those things to, to make sure that you're protected, and I do explain to a lot of people because like I I know that the gun laws thing up here is a is a big debate. Um, you know, because some people think like, oh, that will never happen to me. I'm like, listen, you people always say that and then something happens. And then, yeah, you know, but you have to understand what you need to do well within your rights. Like I know if there is a home invasion, you have to call the police. You cannot uh, intercede of what's going on. You know, you just have to be calm and then that's it. You can't play hero
1: because you'll shoot them in the yoga jail. Yeah.
0: yeah and there's only been one case and that was in Saskatchewan last year where a guy came home with his family from a trip Yeah, and somebody broke into his house and he shot them gave them three shots and then the, the RCMP dismissed the case against him they, 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 they dismissed that against but that's a very rare case
1: yeah most cases it's like no you're not allowed to have this gun anywhere yeah. I'm, I gotta look into that case actually I'll look into it and see because yeah. you never hear those kind of cases Yeah. Um, I just watched today um a pastor in Brooklyn mm-hmm. got robbed by gunpoint live during the live stream wow like he's doing the he's doing the sermon but he's it, it don't it don't make sense cuz he's wearing a lot of jewelry Amer- yeah. american pastors might have their own style to their thing right yeah, and they yeah. get money yeah so he's wearing an expensive watch he has a chain on maybe his wife has the engagement ring on and the congregation has whatever jewelry they have on Yeah. yo three guys came in they're masked up laid the people down on the live stream yeah laid the people down taking off their things yeah live stream yep crazy man they're gonna get it however they're gonna get it so you guys better just be careful of it take care of things incorporate yep. your business so yep. make sure people to don't make sure and come yeah, after you and then
0: one of the biggest things too is make sure your stuff is insured like insure oh, yes. everything yeah um that like my piece of advice i don't usually talk about i don't give advice a lot but one of the biggest things: is insure everything Ensure your your stuff, insure your house, insure your car, insure everything. Um, because like you get peace of mind. Um, even life insurance, that's yeah. a big thing too. And it's like another thing that a lot of people don't know about life insurance as well, is that you can actually borrow on your life insurance if you need to purchase something. But that's that's a whole other topic. So a whole other topic. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. leave you with this. Yeah.
1: Create a create a family trust. Yeah. Get life insurance as the beneficiary. Leave leave your trust as the beneficiary um, of of your life insurance policy, and then let all your descendants, if they want to, just borrow money from the family trust. Tell them they don't have to pay it back, but just for, but the only condition is they go get, they go get life insurance and they leave the trust as a beneficiary, so they could take out interest free loans from their own family trust. And now you've you've created a bank. So mm-hmm. I'll just leave that tip with you and your your viewers if they're interested in that. But create a family trust. Uh, get life insurance. Leave the family trust as the beneficiary in life insurance. You never have to worry about making money and, and leaving money to the, the, the your descendants. Um, um, and like your kids now, they want a business loan. They yeah. want a car loan. They want a a mortgage or or a loan to go get buy a house. Mm-hmm. Say you have a two hundred and fifty policy, five hundred thousand policy, one million dollar policy. They come and they they borrow one hundred and fifty thousand. If it was the bank, the bank would charge them 5%, right? As of right today to get a mortgage is a 5%. They come get it from the, the, the family trust, which is you. You've created this bank. Uh, they pay nothing. They borrow the money. You just tell them, hey, now you go get life insurance and and leave the same amount that you borrowed um, to the trust in, in case you di- when you die. That way the next generation can borrow and the next yeah. generation can borrow and the next generation borrow mm. that's it you don't have to leave no money just get life insurance put it in a family trust some wow. people will do it but i mean that's 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 a little that's a little hack and then like what you said another hack is get life insurance borrow yeah. gets life insurance borrow money from your policy go buy an asset yeah. like a property let that appreciate when you sell that then pay back the what you borrowed and keep the difference Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I'm not a life insurance broker or nothing like that, <laughs> but I just, that's a little, that's a little, okay. you know. All right.
0: all right, so it's already, we're already at the end of the show. So, Courtney, um, I want you to just take the moment of, uh, you know, letting people know how to contact you, what services you provide, all that stuff like that. How to get a hold of you.
1: So again, um, my name is Courtney Fraser. Uh, my practice is called Fraser and Associates Legal Group. You can find me on Instagram at Fraser Legal Group. You can email me at cfraser at fraserlegalgroup.com. And I'm here for all your, your, your business law needs, um, your criminal needs, uh, and whatever else you might need in law. If I do it, I'm going to do it. If I can't do it, I'm going to refer you to the right people that can help you, man. We just want to see that everyone has access to justice and everyone knows their rights.
0: All right, so that's Courtney Frazier. But now what about me, your host, D'Angelo Valentine? And if it's the first time that you're listening to this podcast, find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform that you use. I know those in the Caribbean. May not have access to Spotify, but look up UNPLGD unplugged there and you can listen to the podcast. You can listen to this episode or any episode that I've done over the past seasons. If you want to know a little bit more about me outside of the podcast space on YouTube, AFTRDRK, that spells after dark. So that's everything with grooming, fashion stuff, all that stuff that's happening there. But if you want to take it even further, you can go to my instagram page d.aftrdrk d after dark so that's everything that i do on the instagram space and also there is maneuver so if you are a man or somebody who has a man in their life that is struggling with their beard yes struggling with their beard and trying to figure out something or they have a beard and the products that they're using it doesn't work for them you can Use the promo code UNPLGD to purchase products there on Maneuver. And if you become a member, you can get points when you shop, points when you refer a friend, points when you follow them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff like that. All the products is there from brushes, rollers, to beard oil, beard wash, anything that you need, even skincare. And also for the ladies out there, we have a program called Maneuver With Him. And, um, you know, you can learn everything to how to take care of your man and all those different things. But that's the end of the show. My name is D'Angelo Valentine. You're listening to The Sound of My Voice. Peace.